Hello, and welcome back to the Dante in a Year podcast. My name is Danny Fitzpatrick. Today, we continue with Dante's Purgatorio, Canto 28. Wishing now to search within and around the divine forest, thick and vivid, which was tempering the new day for my eyes, without waiting longer, I left the bank, taking the meadow slowly, slowly, upon the ground that enlivened every place. A sweet air, unshifting in itself, stroked me upon the brow with no more force than a soft wind, in which the fronds, trembling, spread themselves all the more eagerly toward the place the sacred mountain casts its first shadow. Though they'd not been spread so straight that the little birds in the heights had left off practicing their every art, but singing, filled with joy, they received the prime hours within the foliage, which set sweet edges to their rhymes, as that which gathers limb to limb through the pines upon the shore of Classe, when Aeolus lets loose his Sirocco. Now my lingering steps had borne me so far within the antique wood that I could no more see there what I'd entered, and behold, a river stopped my going farther with its little wave spreading leftward the grass that issued from the bank. All the waters most clean here below would each seem some strange mixture against that which conceals nothing, although it moves in deepest darkness below the perpetual shade which never lets the sun or moon reign there within. I restrained my steps and passed on with my eyes beyond the little stream, admiring the grand variety ever fresh, and there appeared to me, just as there appears a thing that suddenly scatters all other thought for marvel, a solitary lady who went along singing and selecting blossoms of the banks with which all her way was painted. Ah, lovely lady, who warm yourself in rays of love, if I should believe the features that so often serve as testament of the heart. Let it come within your will to draw nearer toward the river, I said to her, enough that I might listen as you sing. You caused me to remember where and what was Proserpina in the time that her mother lost her, and she the springtime. As a woman dancing turns, with her feet tight to earth and to each other, and barely sets foot before foot, she turned toward me upon the little blooms of yellow and vermilion, no otherwise than as a virgin who lets fall her honest eyes, and she contented me in my prayers so approaching that the sweet sound came over to me with its meaning. As soon as she was there, where the grasses are now bathed by the waves of the beautiful stream, she gave me the gift of lifting her eyes. I don't believe that such light shone in splendor below the brows of Venus, transfixed by her son beyond his every custom. Rising, she smiled from the other bank, her hands drawing up all those colors that the high earth casts without seed. The stream held us three paces distant, but the Hellespont, there where Xerxes passed, a reign yet to all swollen human pride, suffered no more hatred from Leander for swelling in storm between Sestos and Abydos than that bore from me for not then parting. You are new, and perhaps because I smile, she commenced, in this place selected as nest of human nature. You each marvel and remain uncertain, but the psalm delectasti renders light which may dispel the clouds in your intellect. And you who are ahead and begged me, say if you'd hear something else, for I've come ready for your every question, that you might be satisfied. 
The water, I said, and the sound of the forest impugns the new faith within me, as what I had heard comes counter to this, at which she, I will tell you how that which makes you marvel proceeds from sure reason, and I will purge the mist that thwarts you. The sum of good, that alone pleased in itself, made man good and for good, and this place was given him as sign of eternal peace. For his fault he dwelt here but little. For his fault he changed honest smiles and sweet joys into complaints and breathless labor. So that the dis disturbance which below forms of itself, the exhalation of the water and of the earth, which comes as much as it can to the heart, might not each make war on man. This mountain rose thus far toward the sky and is free of it there beyond the gate. Now, since the air all turns so in circuit along with the first turning, should the circle not be broken by a certain point, such motion strikes on this height that all's loosed upon the vivid air, and it makes the wood resound in its, in its thickness. And the plants thus struck are so potent that of their virtue they impregnate the air, and that then, whirling, scatters it all around. And the other world, according to its worthiness and its skies, conceives and sires the several trees of its several virtues. It ought not seem such a marvel there, then, this herd, when any plant spreads roots without seed appearing plainly. And you ought to know that the holy country where you are is replete with every seed, and bears fruit of itself not picked there below. The water which you see doesn't surge of a vein that vapor converted by cold restores, as a river that swells and then loses its pace, but it issues from a sound and certain fountain, which by the will of God draws back as much as it pours toward its two parts. On this part it descends with the virtue that takes away all memory of sin. On the other it renders them all they've done well. Here leth, so on the other end it's called unoe, and it doesn't work until tasted both here and there. And this is over any other savor. And though your thirst could have been sated, though I'd shown you no more, I'll still offer up a corollary, gratis. Nor do I believe my speech will be less dear to you, should it spread beyond that I promised you. Those who in antiquity set to verse the age of gold and its happy state, dreamed perhaps this place on Parnassus, here the human root was innocent. Here was ever spring, and every fruit was ripe. This is the nectar they each speak. I turned myself all back then to my poets, and I saw they'd heard her ultimate construction with a smile. Then I turned my face to the lovely lady. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Dante in a Year podcast. See you next time for Dante's Purgatorio, Canto 29.